his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, WTIC-FM and WTIC.com. Tax filing season is underway, and we are pleased to be joined this morning by Kevin Sullivan. He is the Commissioner of the State Department of Revenue Services. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Aaron. Thank you for having me. So there are some changes this year when it comes to the Connecticut return. Tell us what is different from 2017. Well, first of all, let's just acknowledge that uh, Connecticut started a week ahead of the federal government, so we've, we've had a little jump on this. We started our opening collections on the 22nd. And we seem to be running about uh, about normal. There are a lot of changes actually that people ought to be aware of this year as they do their as they do their income tax. Uh, there have been changes in in the earned income tax credit. Uh, it was up at twenty five percent, down to twenty three percent. It was still one of the highest in the nation. So people are still getting the advantage of that. Teachers need to t- teachers who are retired need to double check to see what they had withheld during the year or what they did in estimated taxes on their pensions because there was a change in the legislature people were probably planning on having 50% of that income exempt the legislature decided to make it 25% uh, retroactively so there are folks out there who may have a little bit of a uh, a tax surprise when they are when they are filing and realize they have to catch up with that if they haven't already. Uh, so those are those are a couple of things. The income tax credit that people get for property taxes, which has been declining over the years, uh, is now specifically targeted. You have to be 65 years of age or have one or more dependents in order to claim that, and that's that's a big change as well. There's also a change regarding people with crumbling foundations, mainly in eastern Connecticut. Well, we would actually hope that there would be better things being done for them as well. The federal government, uh, there was a tax provision in federal law that we were looking forward to helping these people with. Uh, The Republicans removed that in the tax bill that they did uh, a couple of months ago. So Connecticut does have a benefit for people with crumbling foundations in eastern Connecticut. You can claim, first of all, if you get money to to pay for that from any source, this source the state has created or any other source, it won't be counted as income. You won't be taxed on that. So that's one thing. And there's also the ability to offset some of your expenditures as well. So people who have the crumbling foundations ought to keep track of what they've spent, keep track of what they're spending, and and uh, if they've gotten assistance for it, know that they can they can treat it differently. Now, all this is explained uh, in, in our instructions online and in paper. Now, there's also a change if you like to file a paper return, where you can get those returns this year. We've cut back a bit. We've found that people actually, every year there's less and less demand for the paper and more and more. We get about 90% of people are now doing electronic filing, electronic uh, payment. 
so we've we've cut back a bit on that. It is still possible to uh, to find them uh, in in the state of Connecticut. The one place you won't find it is the post office, but you can find it at libraries uh, all over the place. And if you can go to our site, we actually have a list on the DRS website that tells people where they can go find a, a paper instruction in a paper form. If you are searching for a qualified tax preparer, what advice do you have? Well, I think the first advice is make sure you need a tax preparer. Uh, if your income tax is not complicated, uh, you can go to the Department of Revenue Services website and for free file electronically. All the instructions are there, the form's there, you do it, you're done, it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, and uh, for a lot of people, it's not that complicated a process, whether you're doing easy or the full form. If somebody feels that they have a complicated situation um, and they, they do need an advisor, they do need a preparer to get that done, check out who you're going to go see. Check a Better Business Bureau rating. Go online and see if they have had any problems. Generally speaking, you'll get good representation, obviously accountants and lawyers, but also most of the most of the major name preparers, uh, they do have some training. But it is possible, and we've seen situations, and, and, and one of the concerns now is that the new frontier, if you will, in tax fraud uh, is actually f- tax preparer fraud. And so you have to be careful. But the most important thing is Watch out for bad signs with the preparer. If the preparer says – it's against the law to do this – but if the preparer says to you, hey, don't worry about anything. Just sign this blank form. I'll take care of everything, and I'll let you know how it turns out. That's a sign you don't want that person doing your taxes. Uh, if the person says to you, we don't do any tax – we'll never do your taxes unless you make the check out – have the check made out to us and the refund check made out to us, and then we'll cut your piece after we – you don't want to do business with that person. And and you want to have a very good estimate up front of exactly what you're asking for and exactly what it's going to cost you. Don't find out at the end that they have built-in costs that you really didn't need or anticipate. How about loans based on your refund? Is that legal? It is unfortunately legal. Uh, it's one of the most uh, usurious uh, ways of, of borrowing money. The rates are very, very high. Uh, not quite as bad as the payday loan, but 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 getting pretty close to that. Uh, we have uh, new legislation that did pass, and can, and we will now be over the, the, the one of the few states that regulates tax preparers. Um, but it is no longer possible to say to somebody that uh, uh, you 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 know that you you must go that route. Uh, we have we have registered. We're now in registering those people. We're going to be evaluating those people. And again, there's all kinds of disclosure. Uh, it's a very expensive way to borrow money. You mentioned the federal tax overhaul law earlier, and this mainly affects people for next filing year. But tell us the results of your analysis of the federal tax overhaul, especially related to state and local taxes. Yeah, I mean, the the federal government, uh, the Congress, actually, and the president, uh, it's almost as if they they drew a map of, of how the election went and decided how to make policy in Congress in terms of which states are benefited and which states are hurt. Connecticut has one of the highest rates of itemization, people who claim deductions uh, in order to do their income, federal income tax. 
We have the second highest rate in the nation of people who itemize. The primary item that is itemized are state and local taxes, which have historically always been a deduction. And so that would be the state income tax, that would be property tax. The Congress has originally was going to eliminate that deduction entirely. Uh, fortunately, uh, Senator Collins from Maine and a few others, the Senate bill turned out to be much better than a House bill. Still a bad bill. But they have capped the amount that can be deducted at $10,000. And that's the total of your income tax paid and the total of your property tax paid. Uh, you cannot claim more than $10,000 for a deduction. For Connecticut, that's 170-plus thousand taxpayers who will be affected adversely affected by this. The deductions are – the deductibility that's that's lost is, is, is over $10 billion of deductibility. And it falls in that most heavily – 66 percent of the negative impact is between $100,000 and $500,000 of income. So this is not – at the high end of the scale or the low end of the scale, it's really right in the middle, and uh, it, it, it will be noticed by Connecticut taxpayers. The state is looking at, I know the governor is looking at, and we're looking at for him uh, whether there are options that we could pass and leg- ask the legislature to pass this year that would in some way preserve some of that benefit by uh, allowing, for example, uh, some choices to paying instead of taxes, making a contribution a deductible contribution is like you would at a charity to a state entity that would then support state programs and services. Um, the feds probably won't like that, but they didn't ask us about the impact of what they did, so we're not really concerned about the impact of what we do. We need to protect our taxpayers. Now, at the same time, just over a week ago, Governor Malloy announced that he was joining with his counterparts in New York and New Jersey in planning to sue the federal government over this law. Is DRS part of that at all? We support that, and we are providing the input to that. We're very happy that the governor did decide to do that. Governors of New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut uh, will challenge uh, this legislation on the basis that it has unequally treated taxpayers among the states. There has been a lot of up and down recently on Wall Street, largely up, but in the past week or so, a little down. How does that affect Connecticut's bottom line? Well, it should help, actually, um, because if people are realizing gains that they have had building up quite enormously for a while, uh, we will see some revenue from that. We saw an interesting impact right at the end of the calendar year and just before the beginning of the new tax year. Two things happened. One, this federal change uh, encouraged people uh, to essentially who had estimated payments to make those estimated payments early for taxes that they still owed and in order to get that deduction that they were losing, in addition to which uh, the federal government did require the, what's called the repatriation of money that had been offshored by companies. In other words, profits that were attributed to somewhere in, I don't know, Malta, as opposed to businesses in Connecticut. Well, the federal government required those to be repatriated. So we had a nearly a billion-dollar spike uh, in income in one month. Now, that's good news, bad news. The good news is we had the billion-dollar spike. 
Uh, let's not get carried away. It's one-time revenue. So it's not a sign necessarily that things are, are, are turning around. But the sales in the stock market will help. There is a stronger economy in Connecticut. That's helping. The last two months of tax collection have been the best two months in the year. Now, this windfall that was received at the end of last year, is there any chance that it might take away from revenue this year? It will. Uh, certainly, certainly the anyone who used that window to uh, anticipate a tax that, that was due in the rest of the year, uh, that's not going to recur. So there will be a hole somewhere. But nonetheless, it's it's been helpful. And I should point out the legislature did a, did a very smart thing. I've been sort of critical of the, some of the things they haven't done, but a very smart thing. And that is that they, last session, determined that whenever estimates and finals, which are a way in which people pay on a, on a periodic basis their tax, whenever those dollars exceed the estimated amount that the state thought would be collected, that difference goes right straight into the rainy day fund. It doesn't go sit around waiting to be appropriated, doesn't entice people to think of new things to spend money on. It goes right into the rainy day fund, which means we will close uh, this fiscal year uh, for the first time in a while with a significant balance in the rainy day fund, enough to cover whatever anticipated deficit there may or may not be this year for, the, for the current year and for the next year. And that's a better place to be. And I think it was wise to put that money aside. You are listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Kevin Sullivan, the commissioner of the State Department of Revenue Services, also one-time lieutenant governor and longtime state lawmaker and mayor of West Hartford and VP at Trinity College. That's a long resume. Yeah, all those good things. It's uh, that That is true. I, uh, there are times when I get an introduction which is like used to be, used to be, used to be, used to be. Uh, but I, I love what I'm doing right now, so I'm happy with that. DRS has rolled out a program called Fresh Start. We always are looking at ways to to go after what we call the tax gap, and that is folks who we're pretty sure owe us money but have not paid up. And what we've offered here for virtually every tax type that the state of Connecticut has uh, is an opportunity for uh, people to come forward uh, and, and essentially settle up with the state. And by doing so, they can avoid uh, the penalty that normally would be charged if they were underpayers or non-remitters. They also get a break uh, on the interest, and uh, it's, a, it's a great way to get straight. Now, they have to agree to remain in compliance for a period of years going forward, or we will go back and undo this deal. And we've had a pretty good response so far. It's going to run out over two years. Uh, we need to raise uh, over $80 million uh, in this way, and that will help. Our position always is, before you ask people for new taxes, we ought to have the department make sure that the people who owe are paying. Give us an idea of the, the backlog or the amount of taxes that are outstanding. Well, it's hard to answer the question, Aaron, because you know I, I, we don't entirely know what we don't know. Uh, we did a look at just sales tax, for example, a little while ago. We think there's probably $300 million on average of uncollected sales tax. It's due to the state of Connecticut. 
either because people are uh, doing under-the-table transactions, they're doing cash transactions, not reporting them, they're under-reporting, or they're not even registering and filing. And so we're doing a number of things on that front as well. We have something called the Collection Initiative, which is focused on that. We've actually sent people out onto the streets. We've been in Hartford. We've been in Middletown. We've been in West Hartford. Uh, to start go business by business by business. And we're not surprised to find that about half the businesses we visit are not in compliance. Now, this isn't a hard visit. We're not there to, you know, shut the place down and say, you can't keep working there to say, you know, you've got a problem and you need to work with us and maybe take advantage of Fresh Start to get beyond that problem. So this is not just for individuals. It's also for business. It's it's significantly for businesses. It's probably more significantly so for businesses than it is for individuals. Uh, millions of transactions every day in the state of Connecticut, uh, small businesses, big businesses, but particularly smaller businesses. It's easy, unfortunately, for a small business that gets in trouble to decide, well, you know, I, I, gotta, I have to buy some food for the restaurant. I have to buy some beer for the bar. I have to buy some supplies for the shop. And you know what I'll do? I'll just not pay my sales tax this month, or I just won't pay the withholding that is owed to my employees this month. I'll use that to buy some things. And, but I'll fix it next quarter. I'll fix it next month. And it almost never works out that way. People just get deeper and deeper and deeper in a hole. So, again, we want to be clear to folks, uh, anybody who faces a situation like that, pick up the phone and call and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble economically. I need to figure out what to do. Can I get some sort of – I mean, we do plans, payment plans for people. Uh, our goal is to have as many people in business and compliant uh, as possible. Speaking of the sales tax, there have been efforts in recent years to – try to collect more of it from online transactions and you've been making some headway we have we've we right now we're in the middle of uh, a couple of things so for first of all there is um, a lawsuit pending in the united states supreme court initiated out of uh, the state of south dakota uh, north dakota i'm sorry and we have become – our state is going to join in, in that lawsuit as well. It's basically saying that an old Supreme Court ruling that says that states can't tax online commerce because it's not physically like a box uh, present in the state. It, by the way, it wasn't online commerce. The court ruled on the basis of the old mail order world. This is well before any of this ever came to be. And, of course, now online is growing rapidly. It's the largest sector of the retail economy. So we are hopeful that the Supreme Court, having decided to take this case, is a signal that they are going to reverse themselves on this precedent and restore to the states the clear authority that we believe we should have and in many respects do have uh, to have a level playing field. So it shouldn't matter whether you're selling a, a refrigerator uh, online that is delivered to your house or whether you're going down the street to buy the refrigerator and have it delivered to your house. It shouldn't matter in terms of taxability. And you shouldn't have to have the, the, the disability of advertising with tax as opposed to somebody online saying, oh, this is tax-free. Well, it's not. It's just that you're not collecting the tax that's due. So that's one. Two, we've been running a number of initiatives, one of which is to uh, – we took a look at the top 500 online businesses in the nation – we looked at those that are already registered for tax purposes in the state of Connecticut. 
And then we went to the ones that weren't. And we said, here's the thing. Uh, we believe you owe us uh, tax. Uh, we're prepared to, to make that case. Uh, and we'll give you a, a choice. Uh, we can chase that with you. Or if you would like to come into compliance prospectively and agree from this point forward to collect and remit sales tax in Connecticut, uh, we won't go backward. We won't look at all the years that you weren't doing it. It's similar to the agreement we made with, with, with Amazon some time ago. We've had over 200 companies come into compliance in that way. And I think that's also a sign that most companies understand that this is just the way that it's going to continue. It's not going to, it is going to change at the Supreme Court. They might as well be ready for it and, and, and prepare. Uh, similarly, we will be in, in looking at uh, companies who have third-party vendors that they host on their, on their sites. So it is an emerging area of, not, of, of compliance uh, for us and for every other state because it's where the market is now. Moving on to the gas tax. In the past week or so, we've heard various proposals to increase the gas tax and to, in some cases, add tolls from the governor on down. What does the gas tax revenue look like in Connecticut right now? And we have two of them, really. We have the the retail gas tax and the wholesale gas tax. That's, that's true. And, and, and the reality is that with the price, the gallon price has gotten so low and it has been so low for so long that to a large degree the bottom fell out of uh, revenue collection for gasoline taxes. The problem is that's how we support our infrastructure improvement program, our transportation needs in the state of Connecticut. And I don't think there's anybody that can contest the governor's proposition that we are woefully, woefully, woefully uh, behind in 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 developing a, a more effective and more efficient transportation system for the state. People waste thousands of human hours sitting in traffic in Connecticut. It is a huge disability uh, when people look at the competitiveness of Connecticut. So the gasoline tax uh, is the way we fund that, uh, and we need to have a more reliable stream. And In the short term, I suspect that means increasing uh, the tax on, on fuel. In the not long term, but next term, it means going to a system of tolls. We really do need to implement tolls in the state of Connecticut. And it's not your father's toll system. It's not that horrible thing where you stopped on the highway. Anybody who's taken a ride through Massachusetts, for example, uh, any Connecticut resident who doesn't have an uh, easy pay pass and takes a ride through Massachusetts on the Mass Pike knows that they get a, a greeting in three weeks from the state of Massachusetts saying, we've taken a picture of your car traveling on the highway at the following points, and you owe us this amount of money for, for the tolls in the road. Very easy to implement, very easy to do, non-intrusive, non-dangerous, and it would create a, a regular revenue stream. Now, the governor's been absolutely clear about how that should go forward. It must not be subject to uh, appropriation. It must not be subject to being taken for other purposes. So there is a constitutional amendment pending in the next election that would create what's called lockbox, where all of those dollars go and they can only be used for transportation. Any word yet if the proposal includes maybe an income tax rebate for Connecticut drivers? I think the proposals are all in work, but that's clearly a way that you would deal with the objection that let's say there was a toll on Route 9 as an example. A lot of Connecticut folks not going out of state 
will will be on that that road. They will get off or on at some point in time. Now, there might not be multiple toes in that, but they might at the point you leave Route 9 to connect to 95 or something else or 91. So it would make sense to offer a credit. And because of the way tolls are collected now, this camera-driven system, just as you can send a bill, you can send, you can determine how much you ran up and how much you paid in tolls and give you a credit equal to that for your income tax. In our last couple of seconds, the tax filing deadline, we have a couple more days this year again. Yeah, the, the federal government has the, these, these holidays, and so when they have holidays, we have extensions. Uh, so it, it's it's not the 15th, but let me say that not a good idea to wait for those couple of extra days for two reasons. One, you, you risk sort of getting jammed up at the end. But more important, uh, one of the surest ways to prevent your, uh, your uh, refund from being stolen through identity theft is to file very early before a thief has had a chance to file for you. He is Kevin Sullivan, the Commissioner of the State Department of Revenue Services. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everything.